Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting you ready for kickoff. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome inside to the pregame show here from the VSIN studios at the South Point. Hotel and Casino, Femi Abebefe helping you get set for seven games kicking off at the top of the next hour in week 13 of the National Football League. It is going to be a fun week indeed. Four late afternoon games, one game, Sunday Night Football, of course, between the Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up on the show today, we have two live reports. One, Seahawks 49ers, the NFC West clash, last stand for the Seahawks and this Russell Wilson era. And of course, Broncos Chiefs, the Sunday night game, like I mentioned, at 9.35, DraftKings Sportsbook director Johnny Avello joins the show in his usual spot to tell us what they're seeing behind the window at DK. Then at 9.15, Circa Resort Casino owner Derek Stevens and the VP of Operations Mike Palm will join us at 9.15, talk a little Circa Survivor, Circa Million, the folks who are still left in Survivor. Congratulations just to get through Thanksgiving. Then, of course, let's get to today's headlines before we get into all of that stuff. And I want to get to the headlines because the number one headline, in my opinion, is road chalk all over. Look at how many road favorites we have today in the National Football League. Seven road favorites by my count, all of a field goal or more. Four teams that are TD or more favorites on the road in the Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Indianapolis Colts. What could go wrong? Get the money line parlay madness going as we have these teams expected to win, but in the NFL, expect the unexpected at times. Watch out for weather in the Windy City. That's my number two headline. 20 mile per hour win and rain expected in Chicago for this afternoon's game between the Cardinals and the Bears. Cardinals, of course, seven and a half point favorites with a total of 42. That in total has been bet down from 46 and a half to 42 and a half. That goes to show that it could be messy out there in the Windy City. And the third one kind of goes along with this messy weather in Chicago. Under the scoring microscope, eight games have been bet down from the opening number Average total hovering around 45 or 46 today. The under this season, 102 and 78. That's 56%. Eight of those games today have been bet under 
in the market. So those are today's headlines. And from headlines, let's go into who's in, who's out, key actives and inactives today in the National Football League. And we'll start with that Chicago-Arizona game. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are both active in this game. They have been missing the last three games for the Arizona Cardinals, but Murray and Hopkins are active. Brandon Cooks for the Houston Texans, he is active, as is Jets wide receiver Corey Davis and Boston Scott for the Philadelphia Eagles. For the inactives, Jalen Hurts, the big news of the day, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts inactive. Gardner Minshew will start in his place. The Minnesota Vikings missing their two best linebackers in Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. Both are out. Allen Robinson once again out for the Bears, as is Kadarius Toney for the New York Giants. All right, so we set the table with actives and inactives, which leads us to our first game to feature on the day, and it is the best rivalry, in my opinion, in the National Football League. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going to be one of the most bet games of the day, as it is in the prime afternoon late window spot Romo Nance on the call out there at Heinz Field the Ravens four point favorites with a total of 44 in this game now this is one of the most intense rivalries with Baltimore now laying more than a field goal we saw the Ravens win last week over the Cleveland Browns as three point favorites at home now they're laying more than a field goal on the road and the Ravens in their last 11 AFC North games nine and two ATS. However, if you want to trend that backs the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin as a dog. We talk about that all the time. Best coach as an underdog across the board in the National Football League. But Mike Tomlin as a home underdog like he is today, 13-3-2 against the spread. That is the best in the league since 2007 when he took over as the Steelers head coach. The underdog in this game, 27-3 ATS in the last 30 meetings between the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. But I say all that to say this, the Ravens in December, this team tends to peak in the most important spots of the season, 16-5 and five ATS in their last 21 games in the month of December, and that's actually a 10-0 and run in the last 10 games for Baltimore. So this Ravens team, of course, one of the best organizations in the league as they continue to just get better all throughout the season. Lamar Jackson, though, has been shaky against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has a QBR, career QBR, over four games against the Steel Curtain. 59.2 is his QBR, only 381 yards, three TDs, five interceptions for Lamar Jackson. So he's coming off, obviously, the four-interception game last week against the Cleveland Browns. We'll see what he has in store for the Pittsburgh Steelers later on this afternoon. This game kicks off 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific time. Now, of course, for the Ravens, from an injury standpoint, Cornerbacks Jimmy Smith, Chris Westry, Tavon Young, and Marlon Humphrey are all questionable for the Baltimore Ravens. So we know this Pittsburgh Steelers offense tends to be a little pedestrian. Ben Roethlisberger, a little bit older now as a quarterback, doesn't do as many dynamic things with his arm. But if they can find some passing success with a Ravens secondary that is pretty banged up. Now, Marlon Humphrey is expected to play. It's an illness. He didn't practice Thursday or Friday, but all signs geared towards him playing. Also of note, the linebackers for the Baltimore Ravens Odafe Owe, this outstanding rookie, and Jalen Ferguson, both those guys are questionable. Owe was limited on Friday. Ferguson did not practice on Friday. So that is Ravens and Steelers. Once again, Steelers, four-point underdogs with a total of 44. The Sunday night football game, another divisional game, this one in the AFC West, as the Denver Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 46-and-a-half. And that leads us to our first guest here on the pregame show. He is Harold Kuntz, Fox 4, Kansas City sports anchor out there in Kansas City, Missouri. Harold, thank you for joining the show here as you did a couple weeks ago with this Kansas City Chiefs. But now they're coming off of the bye. And based on the line, at least when it opened up in the market, Chiefs were 10-point favorites. We've seen them get bet down a little bit. But I have to start, is the Kansas City Chiefs, are they the best team in the AFC? Ooh, that's a tough question to start off with, but I believe right now the way they are playing, it's either them or the Patriots. They're 1-2, and then I'd have to give the lead to the Chiefs simply because they have Patrick Mahomes and the Patriots uh, have a rookie quarterback in Matt Jones. So that would be the only reason I give the Chiefs the lead. But the problem is the way the AFC playoff picture may run out because they lost so many games at the beginning of the season. They might be playing a lot of those games on the road, so you have to factor that in. But at least right now the way they are playing, 
considering the opposition they beat. Now, I know they beat Jordan Love and, and Daniel Jones of the Giants, but the way their <laughs> defense is playing, defense definitely travels in the playoffs, so you have to give that definite consideration. Yeah, you speaking of defense, I want to transition over to the Denver Broncos defense. We saw them kind of give Justin Herbert fits last week as they defeated the L.A. Chargers. They're known for their deep secondary. Patrick Sertan, the second, would be the defensive rookie of the year if not for Michael Parsons. Do you think that this Broncos secondary and defense as a whole has what it takes personnel-wise and schematically to slow down a Chiefs offense playing maybe that vaunted too-high defense we've heard all about all season long? Well, I think Pat Sertan's a big problem. He's a problem. That guy is, I mean, you think of his dad. He's putting out performances like his dad, to be honest, right now. Uh, As you mentioned, two interceptions against Justin Herbert. One that was a pick six. He's had a pick six a couple other times uh, throughout his tenure with the Broncos. So he's a real big problem. He mentioned this week that, you know, he's got to get his track shoes on and get ready for guys like Tyree Kill. But it's also been mentioned that he might be the one responsible for trying to take care of Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey has mentioned all the last couple weeks that he needs to get off the line of scrimmage better and be more violent. That is going to be a great matchup to watch between those two. And if they should not Travis Kelsey, the Broncos can find a way to manage that too high deep safety with Tyree Kill and limit the other options like the McCall Hartman, the Marcus Robinson, even the Josh Gordy who has not really found his way to the offense yet with the Chiefs. The Broncos can hold them to, uh, they can they can limit them to under their normal average, especially since Patrick Mahomes has, has been clicking, but it hasn't quite been there with the exception of the Raiders game and maybe a couple mm-hmm. games earlier in the year, but just hasn't quite had that, quite had that oomph, if you will, the, 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 the 2018 of the 2019 of I mean, mm-hmm. stat-wise, yes, but we just haven't, it just hasn't passed the eye test for using the college football term. We're speaking with Harold Kuntz, the sports anchor out of Fox 4 in Kansas City. Obviously talking Broncos, Chiefs, the Sunday night football game later on today. Now the road team in this series, Harold, it's interesting. 12-3 and against the spread in the last 15 games dating back to 2013. Now I know the Broncos have struggled to win the game outright in Kansas City, but do you think Denver has what it takes to maybe keep this thing close or coming off the bye, do you think these Chiefs come out red hot under Andy Reid? Well, when you look at the stats of Andy Reid after a bye week, 26-6 all-time, 19-3 all-time, Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 after the bye, including the postseason. He's 7-0 all-time against the Broncos. We can go on and on about the the stats they have after the bye week. And we can also mention that this is a time where two film lab rats got the time to look at a lot of film, (laughs) dissect some things, maybe insert some new wrinkles. So, with that in mind, I feel like you're going to see a, a, an improved Chiefs offense out there. Now, granted, Denver's defense definitely has the personnel, I believe, to to stop that. I mean, the, the, the addition back of Chubb to the help on the on the line. If they can if, if they can get four man pressure, and this is what every team has done. If they get four man pressure, then they have a chance. But this Chiefs offensive line has just gelled. No one's really talking about these rookies: Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. And, and even Lucas Niang on the line, along with the new additions of Joe Tui and Orlando Brown. These guys have really come together as the season progressed, and they're doing very well, especially Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. So Denver's got their work cut out for them. I do believe that they might be able to hold them to the, the under here, but it, it's just going to be a tough task with the way that you have the time to prepare after the bye week. Yeah, the total in this game, Harold, is 46.5. So real quick here, we got about 15 seconds. You have a score prediction for us. The first time we had you on, you gave us a good score, Chiefs by 10 against the Cowboys. What's your prediction later on tonight? I would say 26-13, uh, Chiefs. I still think this is for fairly low scoring, um, but I just think 26-13 here. I, I think the fact that Denver does so unsuccessfully in December in Arrowhead Stadium just does it for me. All right, he is Harold Coons, the sports anchor out of Fox 4 in Kansas City. Harold, appreciate you joining us. Have fun later on tonight. On the other side, Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, joining us as is Mike Palm. It is the pregame show on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like, choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline this is the pregame show on vsin the sports betting network Follow the Money is hitting the road next week. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard will be live from the Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you are in the area, come down and meet the guys and be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We wish those guys all the safe travels, as I'm sure it will be absolutely outstanding there in Connecticut. It is the pregame show rolling along from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe helping you get set for seven games kicking off at the top of the hour in week 13 of the National Football League. In about 15 minutes, DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avella will join us to tell us what they're seeing behind the window at DK. But to tell us what they're seeing behind the window at Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas is the owner, Derek Stevens, and the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, also the host of Odds On Weekdays here on VSIN from 11 to noon. Gentlemen, looks like you guys are all doing well out there at the Circa Resort and Casino. Derek, I want to start off here with Circa Survivor. Can you give us an update on what the folks are doing this week as they try to survive another week here in the NFL. Yeah, Femi, good morning. These uh, these tickets are worth more and more, obviously. Uh, we're down to our final 28 in uh, the 2021 Circus Survivor. Um, this week, um, we had 10 selections on the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, five on uh, the Vikings, four on the Chiefs, and, uh, and, a, and a couple other teams in there. So a total of seven teams selected by these 28. Um, there is one individual... Um, Kevin 73 took the Indianapolis Colts. He was the only only uh, contestant that had the Colts available. Wow. And then uh and then obviously uh you know you got some of the teams like the Rams and the and, and, and Bills and such that uh has no availability left here. So we're down to 28. Um a total of 7 teams have been selected uh this weekend. So it looks like we're probably going to have uh, a reduced number again next weekend. So I'm just hopeful that all these guys come out and uh, are, are able to hedge a little bit. Everybody ought to be making money. If you made it this far, uh, really, really uh, a tip of the cap to everybody. Yeah, that's exactly what I said at the top of the show here. If you make it through Thanksgiving, you're doing something right. Kevin73, the only player with the Colts left, is absolutely impressive stuff there. Eagles at 10 people on the Eagles. It's Gardner Minshew. Best, best of luck there with a the rookie quarterback. Is there a game that you see the public is heavily on just across the board here today with the 12 games that we have that you guys disagree with? Ooh. Well, I, I can tell you that people are coming in on the Dolphins pretty heavy, and uh, and they've really, really come in early this morning uh, hammering the Chargers. Um, you know, the Chargers on the road at the Bengals. Um, I, I guess I, I uh, when I saw those bets come in, I started uh, – I don't know. I don't want to say scratching my head, but uh, but so far it's been it's been a lot of charger money that's shown up. It's interesting, Femi. I would say I disagree only because I don't I don't like to play this game because who knows what you're going to get out of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been disappointing after the the quick start. The Bengals off a huge victory over the Steelers. I mean, is this a bounce spot for them? I stayed away, but a lot of money to move this number off the three. 
It's a big decision for us, about a quarter of a million dollar swing. And it's funny, in the contest, in the Circa Millions, it's the fifth and sixth most picked game. I remember it was at three for the contest line on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 953 people on the Bengals minus three, 951 on the Chargers plus three. Wow. that's I'm sure that game's going to be getting uh, the prominent TV treatment out there at the Circa Resort and sport, the sports book for you guys. Now, it's interesting. I was looking at the board earlier this week and all throughout the week. I'm like, wow, there are seven road favorites that are favorites of at least a field goal or more. I'm assuming that means a lot of teasers, maybe some money line parlays. Which underdog do you think that you guys will need the most this week here in the NFL? We'll need the, we'll need the uh, Giants. The people are betting the Dolphins. In terms of a point spread, we'll need the Giants and Lions. They're probably going to be the two biggest decisions. People have bet the, the Dolphins. Obviously, that game moved uh, with injury news from four to six and a half. And then, although it stayed seven all week with the Vikings and the Lions, uh, it's Vikings money. It's interesting, Femi. Um, people taking shots with some money line dogs. We've seen some, some bigger bets now come in on the Jets. Obviously, they're facing Gardner Minshew. Um, with, the, with uh, Philadelphia and 10 people, as Derek said, in Survivor, uh, the news didn't come out till what, 2.57 p.m. Saturday uh, <laughs> Pacific? So, I mean, if you put your play in at 58 or 59. But if you were reading all week, you had to think yeah. that Hertz was no better than a 50-50 shot to go. Yeah. And then the other one, you know what we're seeing money on? Money line? Broncos. Wow. Broncos plus $3 plus on the money line. We're going to need the Chiefs just to win that game. Wow, Broncos money line. That's absolutely uh, it's interesting stuff right there. Derek, I want to ask you about the – Detroit Lions. The Minnesota Vikings are in Detroit. Touchdown favorites with a total of 47 and a half. Now that's come down a little bit from seven and a half. Would you take the points with your hometown Lions or would you go the other way and lay it with the Vikes? I think I'd go under. I think Detroit's going to really st- struggle to score again today. Um, you know, losing losing, uh, losing DeAndre Swift is, is a big impact on that offense. Basically, it's going to come down to Hawkinson and that's about it. So, I, uh, I, if I had to make a play on that game, I'd probably go under, and I'm not taking the seven. I'll tell you that. I'm, I, maybe, maybe I'm, I have a little bit of a hometown bias, and I'm looking for an 0-16 and one season to lock it up here. <laughs> now, you do know mathematically, though. I, I think everybody saw this article, but you know, mathematically, the Lions are not eliminated from playoffs. So their their road to the playoffs could start today with an 0-10 and one record. It is possible. Forty five things need to happen, but they are not mathematically eliminated. Uh, as long as they run the table from here. If you're saying there's a chance, Derek, I think got a playoff start today for the Detroit Lions as they're home against the Minnesota Vikings. That game kicks off 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock on the West Coast. The Jags and Rams is one of the less popular games, I'd assume, in the late afternoon window with the Rams 13-point favorites with a total of 48. Where would you guys would go with your money in this one? If you're just walking up, you see the line, you see the total right there, what's uh, piquing your interest in this game between Jacksonville and L.A.? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing to speak of. Should, you should put a prop up. Will Matthew Stafford throw another pick six? Will he make it four games in a row? That'd be about the only thing I could bet in this I was, I was like, what would you I make that line? Play of it. <laughs> what would you uh, make that line well, on the Stafford prop? I, well, I, I don't know. Probably, uh, will he throw one? Maybe plus 250. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> Jaguars aren't a great defense, but he's reverted into his Lions form. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's banged up and he's uh, throwing the ball to the other team. It's, it's Matthew Stafford, after 10 years, surprisingly, has not changed. Um, the NFC West, though, the Seahawks, Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers, Seahawks hosting as three-point underdogs, total of 44.5. And, and it looks like the market thinks that this is a buy-low spot on Seattle. Do you guys agree with that? Well, that's certainly what the market's doing because we're going to need the 49ers. Uh, we, we've seen uh, Seattle money come in. Um, it's it's actually one of uh, one of our uh, our our hit sheet uh, uh, numbers here. So th- they've been taking they've been taking Seattle. Um, that's certainly been a, a, a pretty trendy play here this week. Yeah, I've been seeing three and a half earlier in the week. Now three. It's trending towards maybe two and a half. We'll see when that one closes. Of course, one twenty-five Pacific time is the kickoff in the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens, laying four points on the road in Pittsburgh. Are you guys believers in this Baltimore team in general? And what are you seeing behind the window in this game, whether it be the side or the total? Well, it's pretty even action here. We, it's not one of our top 10 decisions here. Um, it, it's surprising a bit. Uh, I'd say tread lightly here. The, the Steelers really got embarrassed, although they're bad now. I mean, they're, they're very bad. I mean, you've got a couple quarterbacks that just need to get out of the league. 
your guy in Seattle, Russell Wilson, Ben, <laughs> big, big, big Ben Roethlisberger. But you know what? What's funny here is Amal, your 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 partner on your Saturday morning show that yep. was at Mitchie nominated. You know, Amal said. <laughs> It's so surprising because for a decade you could just paint the home team three in this rivalry, right? And it was never going to come off that. And now you see the Ravens laying more than three on the road. I, I don't know. I'm staying away. Yeah, th- yeah. You know the one thing. One thing about this game, and, and it really comes down to how do you read the Ben Roethlisberger news? This could be a motivating factor. I mean, I, I, I think Roethlisberger's been counted out too many times, and him announcing <laughs> him announcing his retirement. Obviously, he's, he's looked. Uh, He's looked rough um, in, in a few games here here this year. But, I mean, Pittsburgh's right in the hunt. The whole AFC is right in the hunt. There's really only two teams eliminated from playoff contention in the entire NFC. And I don't know that, about whether this Roethlisberger announced, but it may not be uh, the foundation for a Steelers run coming up here. Are you taking the four today, then? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I Maybe I think about that rivalry like you just said yeah. too much. I, I'd rather take the plus plus points on this yeah. than uh, than lay, lay, uh, lay four on the road. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, 13-3-2 ATS as a home underdog in his career. So I definitely, if I had to play it, I'd probably take the Pittsburgh Steelers here. But shout out to you, Mike Palm, on the Mitchies nomination as well. I know Odds On was uh, in hot contention with my guys in the desert earlier this week. Real quickly here, about 30 seconds, I want to touch on Arizona and Chicago. The Cardinals, 7.5-point favorites with a total of 43. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins are in. What are you guys seeing late here as we approach kickoff at the top of the hour? Well, all we've seen all week is under, 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 right? I mean, and the, the, the more than the side, the decision is going to be the under. We're going to need some points. We're going to need this game to get over 42 points uh, uh, for us. I liked it early in the week. I bet it early, I'm, and I agree with this move. Look, it's never easy for a road team to go into Soldier Field, but the Cardinals, what have they won? Six straight road games by double digits? They're, they're approaching an NFL record. Yeah. No, the Cardinals are uh, impressive. And with that, we say thank you to you guys, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, and, of course, VP of Operations, Mike Palm, and the co-host of the Mitchie-nominated Odds On, which you can see weekdays here at VEASAN from 11 to noon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Best of luck this weekend. All right, coming up on the other side of the break, Rob Guerrero from SB Nation and Niners Nation to talk all things Seahawks and 49ers, and, of course, Johnny Bello, the DraftKings Sportsbook Director, to tell us what they're seeing behind the window at DK. It is the pregame show. Roll along. Here on VCD Sports Betting Network. This is the pregame show on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VCN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VCN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. So check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VCN.com slash NFL. It is the pregame show about midway through this baby as we uh, get you set for week number 13 in the National Football League. Seven games kicking off at the top of the hour. Femi Abebefe here coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Johnny Avello of DraftKings, the sportsbook director, joining us in five minutes to talk all things, what they're seeing behind the window, and maybe a little bit of college football playoff news just breaking within the last minute or so. But joining us now is Rob Guerrera of Niners Nation and SB Nation. He'll also be on the Green Zone later on today from 10 to 5 p.m. to talk all things 49ers and Seattle Seahawks. Rob, thank you for joining us here this morning. And these two teams, NFC West rivals, moving in opposite directions, to say the least. What would you say or what would you attribute the Niners' turnaround to this season? Well, simply, it's unfortunately, it's Debo Samuel, which hurts this week because he's not going to play, but he has been averaging almost nine yards per carry on the ground. The run game has kept the 49ers out of third and long situations. That's where Jimmy Garoppolo struggles the most. So if the Niners are going to have success today, they are going to have to consistently run the ball to essentially hide Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I was going to follow up with that. Is Who do you think the Niners will lean on offensively with Debo Samuel out? Is it George Kittle, or do you think they just go with the running backs that they have and Kyle Shanahan, as he always does, just kind of dials up those running plays that are always so creative? Elijah Mitchell is going to get a heavy amount of carries. He came back from a broken finger and had 32 touches. That was the most in a game for a 49er since Frank Gore in 2009. Expect a heavy dose of Elijah Mitchell. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to get a a large amount of action in the run game as well. And then in the pass game, it's going to have to be 
George Kittle. It's going to have to be Brandon Ayuk. Those are the only two real studs for the 49ers. So between Mitchell and Wilson on the ground and Kittle and Ayuk, that's where the 49ers are going to have to generate their yards. Uh, Rob, I'm really fascinated by this market because the look-ahead line in this game a week ago was pick them. Everyone thought that, all right, it's probably a pick'em game. You know, Niners a little bit better, but home field, you factored in. It's a pick'em. Now it's three. It touched three and a half earlier this week, got bet back down with some money coming in on Seattle yesterday and early this morning. Do you agree with this line of Niners laying three on the road in a tough division game? It could be that I'm just scarred from the Seahawks beating the 49ers down <laughs> in Seattle. But the truth of the matter is the Seahawks have won 16 of the last 19 against the 49ers in Seattle. And that is a fact that George Kittle's father actually made him aware of this week. No matter how good the 49ers have been, even with the Jim Harbaugh 49ers, the Seahawks have embarrassed them at home in Seattle at times. So the fact that the Niners are giving any points to me is amazing. I don't feel comfortable in this at all. And like I said, maybe it's just the trauma from the past. But <laughs> if it was me, I would take the Seahawks and get the points. Yeah, we're speaking with Rob Guerrero of SB Nation and Niners Nation here on the pregame show, talking all things Seahawks and 49ers. And this year, I saw this note just looking up the Niners, what they've done so far this season. They're 1-3 against the spread in division games this year. Now, obviously, that's a small sample size, but is there anything that we can take away from that? Maybe the teams that are familiar with them maybe have a little bit of an advantage? Division games are always closer, for sure. That familiarity, you know, there tends not to be a lot of blowouts there. The other thing is, too, don't forget, one of those games was Trey Lance's only start against the Cardinals. Uh, so that's a factor in there as well. But the truth of the matter is the NFC West has a weird triangle. The Seahawks own the 49ers, the 49ers own the Rams, and the Rams own the Seahawks. And that has still largely held up for some strange reason. And so until I see it change, I have to kind of lean on that. The total in this game right now is 44 and a half in some places, 45, the consensus number. How do you see this game playing out in terms of a scoring standpoint? I know the Niners defense has looked awesome. Seattle's defense has hung in there playing pretty well here. Is this a game that you would lean towards the under or maybe it's a contrarian overlook? It could. The potential is there to hit the over because if the 49ers start turning the ball over and giving the Seahawks a short field, that's when things could get out of hand. But the, the Niners are not going to try and score a ton of points in this game. Like we talked about, they want to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell. They've had multiple drives this season over 10 minutes, including a 13 minute drive at one point this year. They want to grind it out, limit the number of possessions for both teams. So I, I think that over under is pretty good. I don't know that I would go over. I don't know that I would touch that one, but I definitely wouldn't go over. Real quick here, Rob, in about 20 seconds. Do you have a score prediction for us? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I'll say Niners 20, Seahawks 17. All right, right in line. But the under hitting with 37 points combined in that score prediction. He is Rob Guerrero of Niners Nation and SB Nation. Rob, appreciate you joining us here on the pregame show, and best of luck to you the rest of the weekend. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Rob Guerrero talking all things Niners Seahawks. Now that leads us to our next guest, Johnny Avello, the sports book director at DraftKings, coming to us in his usual time slot here at 935 on the West Coast, 1235 Eastern Time. Johnny, thanks for joining us here on the pregame show. Before we get into the NFL, I got to start with the college football playoff. We just learned five minutes ago that the four teams, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati, make up the college football playoff. Playoff. That is the order. So it's Bama Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. It's Michigan against Georgia in the Orange Bowl. If you want to give us the opening lines, the sides, and totals, Johnny, feel free to do it here on the pregame show. Oh, I'd love to give you that, Femi. Um, yeah, we, you know, Georgia's going to play Michigan on uh, on Friday uh, in the Orange Bowl. Uh, we opened up that game. Georgia seven, uh, the total forty three and a half uh, in the Cotton Bowl, um, Cincinnati at Alabama. We opened uh, Alabama 13 and a half to total 59. And it looks like no uh, Mechie in that game. Uh, ACL tear, if he plays, I've had him before, Femi and ACL. I didn't recover for nine months. I don't know how he can recover in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like John Mechie will be playing for the Crimson Tide. Real quick here, follow-up, Johnny, before we get to the NFL. Have you The process of handicapping and making a line for this game, did that start for you guys last night, or did it start this early this morning when you discussed all the scenarios, which looked like only one after the results we saw? 
Actually, this was done about three weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look at you guys. I'm sorry. No, you, start, you, start thinking about, you start thinking about the matchup, what they could be. And, you know, these teams, first, certainly Alabama and Georgia were in the mix the whole time. And Cincinnati, if they didn't lose, a, you know, a conference championship game. And Michigan, uh, we knew we, we knew if they beat Iowa, they were into uh, a couple of weeks ago. So started thinking about these probably about 10 days ago or so. All right. Well, there you have it. Georgia, seven-point favorites, total 43.5 at DraftKings. Alabama, 13.5-point favorites, total of 59. All right, let's turn our attention to the games that we will see today. And I want to start with the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears because at DraftKings, you guys have Cardinals laying eight points on the road with a total of 43. Murray and Hopkins both in. Have you seen more Cardinals money come in over the last hour, or what's the betting market looking like in this matchup? Well, we saw Cardinal money early during the week, and now we're getting a big push on the Cardinals again uh, as this game, you said, moves to eight. This game is the number one game bet as far as spread against the spread is concerned. Uh, so this game attracting a lot of money. Yeah, it's a Murray and Hopkins back, so I'd assume that the Cardinals might be the side for a lot of betters here. The Eagles are once again in the Meadowlands. It didn't go well for them last week as they lost outright to the New York Giants. Now they're taking on the Jets as four-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 44. Now they're 5-0 and ATS in the last five against the Jets. Do you think, Johnny, that they make it six straight against Gang Green? I don't know. Um, you know, this uh, – the line on this game is dropping from six. Now it's down to four and a half. We were sitting at five for quite some time now. You know, it's hard to figure out both of these teams. We've seen the Jets come up. Jets uh, come up with a couple of good uh, efforts this year, um, and the Eagles just uh, are just you know haven't been actually been playing better, but uh, just not not a team that. I would put my money on at this point. Uh, I just don't see you know a team there that I would be confident in. Johnny, the Indianapolis Colts are one of seven road favorites this week in the NFL. And they're laying 10 points right now with a total of 45 going up against the Houston Texans. That line has been bet up from 7 to 10. Have you gotten anybody to take the Houston Texans now that we've reached double digits? I certainly haven't gotten them to take it on the money line because that's what the, the Colts' money line was is getting pounded on this game and has been getting pounded for the last 48 hours. So, no, there, if the answer to your question is no. There is no interest in the Texans this week on, either, on any bet. <laughs> Yeah, that might be every week, to be honest, with this Houston Texans team. About 30 seconds, Johnny, what's the most heavily bet game for you guys at DraftKings? You know, Tammy, we talk about this over, uh, you know, week by week on which game is getting bet the most. And it seems like one team is always in that conversation, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Uh, this game went, is from nine and a half to ten and a half. Overall count and spread, money line total, which is now at fifty-one. This game has, you know, the most overall money of any game on the docket this week. So uh, maybe it's because Tampa plays a lot of bad teams during the year, and you know, money line takes a good pop. But that's been the that's been the process over the last ten weeks. He is Johnny Avello, the Sportsbook Director at DraftKings. Johnny, best of luck to you the rest of the weekend, bud. Thank you much, Femi. All right. On the other side, we wrap things up here on the pregame show, running the board, all 11 games here today in the National Football League. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. And I bet you the guide can help you get set for these games that just within the last 15 minutes were unveiled the college football playoff. The number one Alabama Crimson Tide. As much as things change, they always stay the same. Taking on number four Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. And then you have number two Michigan going up against number three Georgia, who suffered their first loss of the season in the SEC title game to Bama last night. So, Bama, we heard it from Johnny Avello, the sportsbook director at DraftKings. 13 and a half point favorites with a total of 59. And then in the Orange Bowl, Georgia is a seven point favorite with a total of 43 and a half. First instincts, Bama minus 13 and a half. I don't know. It's, tr- it's tough. Got to give it some time. Wait for the bowl guide to come out. And then you obviously can make your plays and make sure you're as informed as possible betting into these markets. All right. It is the pregame show. Rolling along. We'll transition back to the National Football League here. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And all throughout the week, we asked you guys on Twitter, who would you bet to win Coach of the Year. Now, the four options are as follows. Bill Belichick, Cliff Kingsbury, Matt LaFleur, and Zach Taylor. And you guys spoke loud and clear because you're going with the hoodie, the great one. As Michael Lombardi always says, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Bill Belichick receiving 56% of the vote at 3-1 to one to win Coach of the Year. And then right behind him, you have Cliff Kingsbury, a remarkable job he's done with the Arizona Cardinals, receiving 23% of the votes at 4-1. to one. Then Matt LaFleur. This guy doesn't get enough credit, man. He, all, he, all he does is win games out there at Lambeau Field. 6-1, to one, he was receiving 13% of the vote. And, of course, Zach Taylor, 7% of the vote at 10-1. to one. But if the Bengals keep playing well, Zach Taylor, I can see those odds shortening for him in the Coach of the Year market. Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals, they're taking on the Los Angeles Chargers later on this afternoon. Chargers right now, three-point underdogs in this game, total of 49.5. This one we've seen move off of the key number in a lot of spots. Here at the South Point, it's Bengals minus 2.5 in this game. Seeing that at Circa and at Westgate as well. DraftKings still three with a total of 50 in this spot. Interesting enough, the last five meetings between these two teams decided by one score. The line indicates we'll see something similar later on today in the jungle. And earlier this week on Odds On, which you can catch weekdays here from 11 to noon Pacific time, Mike Palm and Amal Shah discussed all things Chargers Bengals ahead of this Sunday's matchup in Cincinnati. Amal, can you bet these games involving the Chargers? I can't. I don't know what we're going to get any, any given week. I don't either, but you know, based on the way the Chargers play defensively on the surface, you'd have to take Cincinnati. But I, I don't get this. Um, the Chargers are still getting so much respect. I, th- I think the Bengals have to be the play here. I think their offense is playing well. There's a confidence. This is one of those teams that you don't rate highly coming into the season, but as they continue to progress and build confidence, they play better. And I think the Chargers are in the exact opposite direction. I think they've gone in uh, regression mode here. Uh, we'll see if the greatness of Brandon Staley can get this team off the mat. And I don't think it's going to happen in Cincinnati. 
That's an interesting take there from our guys. Odds on, like I mentioned, weekdays, 11 to noon, Pacific time here on VEASAN, Mike Palm and Amal Shah. Interesting stuff. This game is a toss-up. I've heard good arguments on both sides. Good arguments for the Chargers, good arguments for the Bengals, which probably tells you the line at three might be the fair number. Maybe two and a half is the fair number here. This Chargers team, they looked dreadful last week in the Mile High City against the Denver Broncos. But I think this could be a nice buy-low spot on the Chargers. Justin Herbert is still one of the more fantastic quarterbacks in the National Football League. Now, I know their defense, especially that run defense, has just been getting gashed all season long, and that's kind of how they play. They want teams to run the football against them. But... I just don't know. It's Cincinnati, the offensive line issues. Their center, Trey Hopkins, is out. Their right tackle, Riley Reef, he's also out today. So you have an offensive line that heading into the year, we had a lot of questions about. They've played a little bit better than expectations, but now you're going to have two backups in this game. Going up against Joey Bosa, Jerry Tillery, that Chargers front in terms of getting to the quarterback is still pretty good. So this is a toss-up game here. If it's three, I think you should grab the points. Two and a half, probably stay away. Just enjoy what should be a pretty fun game out there in Cincinnati. Total 49 and a half, hovering around 50 as well in this AFC game. All right, so that does it. Cincinnati Bengals and LA Chargers. Let's run through the board. 12 games we have today in the National Football League. Seven early, four late afternoon, and one on Sunday Night Football. Starting with the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. The Vikings seven-point favorites with a total of 47 and a half. And for the Vikings in this game, a couple of linebackers who they will not have. Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr, two of their best defenders. Both of those guys are out. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is out for the Minnesota Vikings. DeAndre Swift will not play for the Detroit Lions. He's out, injured his shoulder on Thanksgiving Day. The Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. Cardinals, seven and a half point favorites with a total of 43. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back for Arizona. For the Bears, they're still banged up, especially on defense, but we'll start with offense. No Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears at wide receiver. On defense, Danny Trevathan and Khalil Mack are on season-ending IR. And of course, Akeem Hicks, he is out in this game. Look out for the weather, though. The total has been bet down from 46 and a half to 43. 20 mile per hour winds, rain, it could get messy out there at Soldier Field. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10 and a half point favorites in Atlanta with a total of 51. Antonio Brown, of course, is not playing in this game, but the Bucs will return Carlton Davis, their cornerback, probably the best cornerback on their team. He's been out since the New England game in October, so I'm sure they'll be happy to see him in this game. The Atlanta Falcons, pretty clean bill of health in terms of the injury report. They've taken a little bit of money. This line was as high as 11.5 earlier this week. Houston hosting the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are 10-point favorites on the road with a total of 45.5. Interesting note, or rather noteworthy thing to point out for the Indianapolis Colts, their starting center, Ryan Kelly, he's out, put on the reserve COVID list yesterday. Outside of that, they should be pretty healthy. Brandon Cooks is in for the Texans. Danny Amendola is out. To the Meadowlands, the Eagles taking on the New York Jets. Philadelphia five-point favorites with a total of 44. No Jalen Hurts for the Eagles in this game. Ankle injury will keep him on the sidelines. Insert the Mississippi mustache, Gardner Minshew, making his 21st start in the National Football League. Interesting stuff out there in Philadelphia. We'll see if they can bounce back after losing in the Meadowlands a week ago against the New York Giants. Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals, we just discussed that one. Cincinnati still a three-point favorite on the consensus line, but that's three even money. Total 49.5 at many books here around town in Las Vegas. We've seen that line go down to 2.5 in this spot. Of course, like I mentioned, the Bengals injuries on the offensive line. The New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, 6.5 point favorites with a total of 40. No Daniel Jones for New York. No Kadarius Toney. No Sterling Shepard for the big blue offense. Mike Glennon will be the starter for the Giants. On the other side, the Dolphins will welcome back Devontae Parker, their number one receiver. Their center, Michael Dieter, he is activated off the uh, injury, injured reserve list, I should say, as just at Circa. That's why I was caught up here, tripping up, as the Dolphins just moved to seven in this game with a total of 40 and a half. So if you like the Giants, you can bet them plus seven at Circa. The Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders later on this afternoon. Vegas, one and a half point favorites with a total of 48. Likely no Darren Waller in this game. You have to make sure to keep an eye out for that when the inactives were released 90 minutes prior to kickoff. Deshaun Jackson 
is expected to play, though, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, the Ravens, four-point favorites with a total of 44. The Ravens' secondary could be decimated. They have four guys, including Marlon Humphrey, questionable for this game. Humphrey is expected to play, but look out for those slot corners. Those guys could be out. Ben Roethlisberger, of course, is back. The news came out earlier this week that he might be looking at retiring. We'll see what performance we get from the Pittsburgh Steelers as they are in the comfortable spot of being a home underdog against a division foe. Jacksonville and L.A., the Rams, 14-point favorites. That just moved up from 13.5 to 14 within the hour, total of 48. Odell Beckham Jr. is questionable, but he's expected to play in this game for the Rams. Daryl Henderson, also questionable as well. I think he's a true game-time decision. As for the Jacksonville Jaguars, James Robinson is questionable. 49ers and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, three-point underdogs, total 45. No Fred Warner for the 49ers. No Debo Samuel for the 49ers. Can the Seahawks get off the schneid? We'll find out later on this afternoon. Denver and Kansas City, the Chiefs. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 46-and-a-half. Denver gets both their starting offensive tackles back for them. That should help out their offense with Teddy Bridgewater trying to find his weapons, keeping up with the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And, of course, Monday Night Football. We typically don't talk Monday night, but it's the game of the week. Patriots and the Bills right now sitting with the Bills. Three-point favorites with a total of 41. It's going to be the most bet game of the weekend to find out who we all like, make sure to tune into VEASAN all throughout the day tomorrow. That's a tease for you guys as you are sure looking to bet that Monday Night Football game. AFC East implications, AFC implications in terms of the playoffs as well. So that does it here for the pregame show as we get you set for kickoff. Thank you to Harold Coots of Fox 4 in Kansas City. Thank you to Rob Guerrero of Niners Nation and SB Nation. Thank you to Mike Palm and Derek Stevens out at Circa. And thank you to Johnny Avello of DraftKings. Coming up next, Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, The Green Zone, seven hours, live betting bonanza here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 